You're listening to the greatest multifamily investment advice show. My name is Adam Ross, and now I'm talking everything multifamily for an in-depth conversation, and I will be diving deep into raising capital, deals, and underwriting process. Welcome back to the greatest multifamily advice show. Today we have Mike Johnson, real estate investor and realtor out of Hamilton region of Ontario, focused on scaling his portfolio from 40 doors within five years, high-performing realtor, closing more than hundreds and hundreds of deals on Hamilton region. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for being with us today. I appreciate you taking the time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, your career as a realtor on Hamilton Market, I think, was an edge to scale your business. But before we jump to the realtor part, can you tell me what was the beginning? What was the motivation to start as a realtor and investor? and especially learning multifamily uh, real estate? Yeah, so I, I originally, I'm not from Ontario originally. I'm from the East Coast. I moved from Halifax to do my okay. master's up here. And yeah. I thought uh, doing my MBA and getting a corporate job was my ticket in life. And it's probably about five minutes of sitting in that cubicle, looking around at all the, the faces of people that were running the company I was working for at the time that I realized not for me. I need yeah. to get the hell out of there and get out ASAP. Yeah. Um, so I was almost like, a, you ever see that show, Prison Break? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was almost like I was in, <laughs> You're trying to escape. my cubicle was my prison and I, yeah. I was pretty efficient with my work. I was trying to get it done um, by noon and mm. for the remainder of the day, I was reading books, reading articles and trying to figure out how I personally could escape from prison. Mm. Um and I stumbled upon real estate. And while I was at this corporate job, I read um, a couple of the, the Rain books, mm-hmm. um, Real Estate Investment Network. One was the Acre System. Um, and yeah, I'm not one to, to sit around and think for a long period of time. What I read in that book made a lot of sense to me. Um, so I took action immediately. I would go, uh, like my desire to escape that corporate environment was so strong. Mm-hmm. Every... Uh, Every lunch I would have, I would go to a bookstore and read magazines mm. and, or, and books. And there was uh, there's a Canadian real estate investing magazine. Mm. And I noticed Oshawa and Hamilton kept popping up on the, as the top places to invest in the country. Mm. And my wife, every day on the way to work, would listen to this podcast called Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And there mm. are two hosts. One was from Oshawa. I called that guy first. He didn't answer my call. Um, second guy I called was uh, Sandy McKay from Hamilton, hmm. and the rest was history. Started buying real estate down here in 2016. Um, I think I got my license in 2017. Um, moved down here in 2018. Um, so you were listening back to Halifax. You were staying in Halifax, and you decided to move from Nova Scotia to here. Yeah, that was to do my oh. master's. At that point, investing in real estate wasn't really on my radar. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So what is the master about? Business or? Uh, business, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're coming yeah. from the same same market anyway. So yeah. uh, so why multifamily? Um, I mean, originally I, I didn't invest in multifamily. I think in my old job, I was making 60 grand a year. And the only, literally the only thing me and my wife could afford were single family homes in Hamilton. Yeah. So at that time they're trading for I don't know, 200, 250 grand a pop. So the numbers actually made sense back then. And I, my wife bought the first one 
Um, she put 5% down, we rented that out. And then I bought the second one, maybe two months later, put 5% down, rented it out. Hmm. And yeah, at that point, friends and family and acquaintances got interested about this little side hustle we had going on. And since that point in time, every deal we've done has been with other people's money. Um, so I think we did one more in a single family home. Um, and then from there, I met the people I work with today and the game they play is it's buy, renovate, refinance. Yeah, adding value. Um, yeah, so we've probably done, I don't know, 15 deals since we got started in 2016. And the lion's share of those are buy, renovate, refinance, anywhere from, say, three units up to six. So you still own this property? Is it still the single-family home or you sold it already? I got rid of two of them, I think. Two of yeah. them, okay. So what yeah. is your target market market right now and criteria, uh, like number-wise, cap rate, cash on cash? Um, like what is your magic numbers? And Honestly, I, I don't really even, I don't look at that. Okay. Um, unless I'm buying, unless I'm working in a commercial space, yeah. Yeah. In that yeah. situation, cap rate's really important. Yeah. But um, if I'm buying your, your typical residential three to four unit house, I look at what's what's the entry, how much is it going to cost me to get it from where it is today to where I need it to be. And the two people I care about, when I say where I need it to be, um, I care about what my appraiser thinks of the house and I care about what my tenants think of the house. And my uh-huh. Those are the only two people that matter. Um, and then from there, I, I take a look at comps and estimate where I think the value of the property will be after the renovation is complete. Okay. So, and, oh, yeah, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, my, I, was, I was trying to ask about something about single family and multifamily, but go ahead. Yeah. So, my, my goal with the buy, around refinance is always to pull out all of my capital. Um, and I want to build in the cash flow. So, as long as those two things add up, I get all my money back, down payment, renovation, holding costs, and it will cash flow. Um, I, I'm good to move forward. So you're still focusing on the single family home with joint ventures. You're focusing only on GVs. Like you're, like, uh, you're bringing the deal, you're doing the hustle 50-50 or like what is the actual structure for the deal? Yeah, so no no more single families. I haven't done one of those in years. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the only thing we'll buy are apartment buildings or oh, okay. Um, I'll buy single families, convert to legal duplex or triplex, yeah. Okay. Or I'll buy existing legal duplex and triplex. And um, it's very famous, I think, in Hamilton, the, the two story and two and a half stories. Yeah, we get the two and a half story bricks and then yeah. pop. Convert to three. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, about the multifamily uh, right now, you're making the, the structure based on GV, G, uh, GPLP. So you're the general partner and you're bringing uh, limited partners to the deal or? Regular joint venture? Uh, standard joint venture. So I I source the deal. I manage the project. I manage the property over the course of its lifetime that, that we own it. Um, the, the partner simply provides the money. Okay. Um, okay. And deals are, are, are split 50-50. Split 50-50. Okay. So I see your business model relies on local Hamilton stock, uh, stock market or uh, like the actual inventory of Hamilton or around areas, or I'm, I'm mistaken. Are you working on the rest of Ontario, like uh, Kitchener, Ontario, uh, London, or you're just focusing on 
Hamilton Niagara region? Uh, Hamilton only. Hamilton yeah. only. So what was yeah. uh, your largest deal so far? Like size and price-wise? Uh, size have gone up to six. Um, six units is the most we've done. And yeah, I think we got in at 1.2. That's good. And That's really good. Yeah. When was yeah. that? Uh, we bought that maybe a year ago. Okay. Okay. So 200. Okay. That's good. Good price. So what was the actual strategy there? Like uh, adding value and uh, refinance? Yeah, exactly. So we bought the building at 1.2. It's going to be a lot more expensive than I expected, to be honest with you. The place has been a bit of a nightmare, but uh, is that renovation cost? They handle the easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We went in, uh, we were thinking it was going to be 350. It's going to be closer to 500. Wow. Um, I anticipate the building's probably going to appraise close to 2 million bucks. Um, mm. Yeah. So. So it says Not almost 70, 70 per unit, which is in total you paid 270 per unit, correct? Uh, yeah, 270. Uh, I don't think it was that high. Uh, 70, uh, 70 for innovation and 200 for the actual cost? Let me take maybe about 200 and then 500 over six. Yeah, we're about 85 grand. Yeah, 85, yeah. 85 with yeah. 200 is an initial investment, which is 285, yeah, so, 285 per unit. Yeah, so we're, I think we paid a million, 1,150,000 for the building, plus we'll be about 500 for the rental, or 165 um, over six units, 275. 275, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what is the actual uh, project timeline here to finalize and uh, do the refinance? It's been pretty nasty, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's been a battle. We were a good six months just to get permits. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. What permits? The permits for construction, you mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay. So yeah. we, this building was in horrible shape when we bought it. So it's for six months, it was literally it was sitting on a private mortgage. Um, oh, okay. Chewing 8% interest a month. 8%? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's high. It's yeah. high interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so we're probably going to be, I would say, another six months before it's done. Okay. You're looking at a year and a half. And you're planning to pull out uh, how much money from the deal? I'm thinking this one, we're probably, it's going to be the first one I've ever left money in. I think we'll be a couple grand or a couple hundred grand left in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But because, yeah, as you said, it's, it's a tough time and uh, it's taking too much time uh, to, um, to for the actual permit, at least. So yeah, what was what bad. was the upside of the, as a deal? I mean, the upside of the deal, when I originally looked at it, it looked like we were pulling all of our capital out. And it's located in one of the best areas in, in Hamilton. It's close to uh, Lock Street. Okay. So once it's done, it will, it will be the, the Cadillac in my portfolio it's just it's taken a lot of pain yeah. uh, to get it there and yeah a couple a couple things that are really hurting one is obviously the reno renovation is more expensive than we expected yeah but number two all of these uh, every building in the commercial space is valued based on net operating income and cap rates yeah um what's happening in the world right now interest rates are going up every 100%. time the interest rates go up 
it yeah. impacts my net OI in yeah, a negative yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Means my appraisal is going down and down and down every time there's a rate increase. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was the initial NOI for the the project? The initial existing one? Uh, that's a good question. We're I'd have to look at the numbers offhand. I don't don't know. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet though. No worries, no worries. I know it's a it's a longer. Uh, process to do the underwriting to check the existing NOI and your proposed or uh, future NOI to understand how much like how much value you're going to add because, because you're spending a lot uh, half a mm -hmm. million on renovation it's uh, but it's it's like it almost because of the, the new uh, the inflation rates everything is increased like almost 20 to 30 percent yeah yeah material uh, labors and uh, and so on and especially that you're you're working on a really busy market so it is not easy to find good contractors with good prices but you've been on Absolutely. the market for a long time i think what you've been on the market for a long time so you get the best prices anyway i don't know i i, I try uh yeah i don't think the best best price is always the best thing i would rather just hire a contractor that i know is going to take care of me stick to their timelines get it done within budget because i have been through that before where you you hire the cheapest contractor and cheaper is not always better um cheap can often mean the project doesn't get done on time cheap today could mean that it's not cheap by the end of the project just because someone says they're going to charge you 100 grand for the job doesn't mean there's not going to be a cost creep as you move through the project. 100 can quickly turn into two. Yeah. Um, so like, as it, like that with anything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, you need to because you're targeting anyway uh, high, high, uh, high-profile tenants to get this rent. So uh, you need yeah. to get the, the things done, and especially on your case, uh, as you mentioned, on this building, you're paying 8%. So you need to close as as much as soon as possible to to close this bridge financing and go to uh, regular financing. So are you planning to CHMC loan or regular loan when you close? Yeah, plans to go to CMHC when it's done. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's achievable. I think on the Hamilton market rent, it says achievable to, to meet with their uh, criteria. So uh, yeah. uh, I think the next question would be how many units so far under uh, management you have? I think we're at, I don't know, somewhere between 35 and 40. Okay, and uh, yeah. most of them is a six unit for four units and triplex and duplexes, correct? I would say anywhere from three to six. Yeah, for three the to six. Part. We have one yeah. one single family home that we bought years ago. Okay, so in yeah. your case, I think you have an edge as a realtor, but your your focus, I think, on the the more the residential part. But in your case, as an investor working on the commercial side. What was uh, like uh, the constant stream for you to bring deals or regular MLS, a relationship with uh, commercial relatives, uh, wholesaling? So can you highlight how you get constant stream of deals on your market, especially that your market is not easy to get, like, for example, VTBs, because yeah. you have competition and like if you're in not even Windsor, but, but uh, Better Borough, for example, you can find VTB, uh, VTBs. Uh, yeah. Belleville, you can find VTBs. But in Hamilton, you can, but it's not common. Yeah. Like on the building I was mentioning to you there, we had a VTB. I believe overall we put about 10% down. Okay. Um, so I didn't have a lot of money into that one. 
that one was found that was on the mls um now we bought another six unit building maybe about a year ago also found on the mls um part of it a big part of it is also just networking and who you know yeah 100 percent so you've been yeah. on the market for a long time, I think. We started on 19 or 18 on the market as a uh, realtor. As a realtor, 2017. 17. Okay. Yeah, been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good journey so far. So what is yeah, your next so step? Yeah. So what's your um, next steps? So as a realtor, I'm, I'm building, a, building out a real estate team. So at this point, we have, we have 10 guys. It's a, we do both residential and investment focused real estate um this year we should probably do 150 million in volume okay. um yeah so my goal is just that at this point to build that team out um, you have your own brokerage i think uh, it's not a brokerage it's a real estate team it's a real estate team. okay okay yeah okay so this is a, the actual uh goal on and uh, as a as a realtor what about the multifamily space what is your goal on the next but, three years honestly nothing fancy just to keep buying as realtors were we became pretty lucky uh, a couple of years ago for a couple of different different reasons one obviously the value of homes has has gone up significantly so yeah and, uh, the value of homes goes up by 60 percent my paycheck goes up by 60 percent given i do the same volume of transactions yeah um so that's very helpful and secondly we we now have the ability to, to incorporate so anything I earn goes into my corp and it's taxed at 12.2 percent where before so um, 30 percent we had the ability to do that I was yeah 40 percent on average yeah. I believe yeah um so yeah I'm just working to build that that corp out and buy real estate through that corp I need something to do with that money okay okay so uh in five years you did a lot so if i want to summarize what is your strength on this five six years because you started with studying uh, as you said reading magazines and books and an actual change and transition from halifax and career to ontario what is your strength in your point of strength yeah um yeah, I don't think my strengths have anything to do with real estate. I, I think I could have achieved what I did in any area I chose to focus on or was interested in. Hmm. I would say the biggest strength I have is, is being discipline-based. Hmm. Um, if I was to share my my screen with you and show you my calendar, you'd be yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It's extremely <laughs> regimented. Every single minute is blocked. Yeah, every single day. Um, I read this great book uh, many years ago. It's called The Miracle Morning by this guy. Uh, his name is Hal Elrod. Miracle Morning. And, uh, yeah, okay. one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And yeah. uh, at that point in time, I, I think I was looking for a way to change my life. I, I was the guy that would wake up at 8 a.m., hop in the shower, rush to work, and be 10 minutes late every day. Mm. Um, I just I needed a big change. Um, so I started reading um, in that book. It provides a, a simple framework called Savers. Um, so every morning when you wake up, you go through the station, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is it's journaling. So I wake up at 
4.45 every morning. Um, I go through that process, meditate, affirmations, visualize where I want my life to be today, how I want my day to progress, how I want my week to progress, how I want my year to progress, where I want to be in two years, three years, five years. Um, and then I go outside for a run with my kid and I journal. Um, so like, I think if you created the routine, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just, I, I think you win the morning you win the day. Um, I know 95% of the people don't run their morning like that and they don't run their life the way I run my life. Um, and that's my biggest strength, just being highly disciplined. Uh, right. with that. Yeah. Uh, if we're jumping to planning, I'm sorry, I can say planning is very important too. Yeah, it is. A Everything discipline. I've achieved in my life, yeah. almost to the T, um, was written down on paper five years ago. Yeah, yeah. The discipline to have a, a clear plan on the next year or so, as you said, five years. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, even if it's small steps, every day you're adding adding to your uh, actual plan and uh, uh, re- trying to, as you mentioned, you was trying to uh, escape the rat race. You didn't able to stay on this cubicle and you did it in two years. And then now you have uh, financial freedom. You can, I think, uh, uh, sell your stuff and uh, res- uh, like basically not work anymore because you have this financial freedom right now. Yeah, I mean, if I sold anything, I'd never probably never have to lift a finger again in my life yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah. not ready not ready to do that yet you're I still young think, uh, how, how old are you uh, 32 ah okay you're pretty young yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> tomorrow actually i turn 33 tomorrow okay congrats uh, yeah. getting older <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. but i like i i think the key to life you see, i'm looking at your shelf there and i see books we're in 20 22 it's sorry can you still hear me yeah here you are yeah okay i think you yeah. froze for a second no no no, no. You know, say we're, we're in 2022 um i'm a big thinker but i'm not that big of a thinker at the end of the day anything i want to accomplish in this world has already been accomplished by someone else yeah um by hundreds of other people hundred percent thousands millions um yeah, unless you, you're like Elon Musk and you want to go to Mars, someone has done what you what you want to do in your future. Um, those someones have very likely written a book on the way they've done it. Yeah. Um, so become obsessed with reading. That's really all I did. Um, I read like an animal. Like it's, I, my free time, I just read. Like I, I love devouring books and information and if you do that and you pair that new newfound knowledge with action you can go to the moon um that's the thing though. how many people do you line up 10 people um how I many like this. actually picked yeah. up a book and read yeah. in the last month probably yeah. one or two of them maybe how many read every single day probably none of them none of them how many yeah 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 now me personally i like i read but what you said is really important that you didn't stop learning. You keep learning all of the time, even if it's not related to the same field you're doing. Uh, you're, uh, you're getting discipline, management, um, 
marketing, uh, general aspect of life from reading. Yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's, uh, but this is now became your actual uh, interest and hobby. You change Netflix with an actual something beneficial for your career and your yeah, I don't yourself. watch TV. But yeah. Look at it this way. Say you have two people. One person doesn't read at all or they read infrequently. Then you have the other person. They read one hour a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. That's 364 hours. Divide that by 24 hours in a day. They spend 15 days a year educating themselves. Yeah, yeah. You spend 15 days in one year educating yourself, and that might mean turning your car into the university on wheels. Maybe you do it before you go to bed or when you wake up. You're going to come out the other end of that. You're a different person. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. You, as you said, you created this discipline, which is help, help you and everything, and you saw the results. Yeah. This was not you before. You created this routine recently, correct? On the last four or five years. In 2016, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And it helped you to change the whole uh, uh, aspect of your life, I think, financially. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you look at it, I love this. When I was in university doing my master's, we learned about this thing. I, I didn't learn about it. I was half asleep. Um, R&D, research and development. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, R&D, yeah. yeah. But the concept came back into my world more recently R&D this time it doesn't stand for research and development it's rip off and duplicate so find the person that's achieved what you want to do yeah dissect the means in which they they were able to achieve it yeah um and rip off and duplicate it so the reading thing I think I got that idea from I read somewhere that Warren Buffett spends eight hours a day reading and then I watched a documentary on uh, Bill Gates and saw him walking around with this big bag of books and then I read a book on Elon Musk and someone asked Elon Musk, how did you learn how to build a rocket? I read it in books. Um, mm. Success leaves clues. Um, you just need to choose to look at those clues. You, you, basically, you don't have to invent the wheel. Just replicate no, no. everyone's success and that's it. Uh, follow step by step. I like that. To be honest, me personally, I did this. Like for me, for apartment buildings, uh, Joe Furless book was an, an actual uh, starting point for me a couple of years back and I was just uh, doing a simple thing I was just reading chapter by chapter uh, implementing yeah. every chapter I don't wait to uh, to end the whole book no, I'm going chapter by chapter uh, having your own platform uh, focusing on coaching I did all of this in steps and the result was great that's why uh, as you said uh, why you invent the wheel? Everyone, like hundreds of thousands of people, millions maybe, did this. So why you have to uh, to be a sinker? Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. You can, the world's your oyster when you, you view it that way. You yeah. can learn about anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can achieve anything. Yeah, 100%. Using that simple method. Yeah. 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 I want to jump to a little bit in your other way of career, which is the relative part about the update on Hamilton and how you think the market is right now, especially that you're expert on the, on the market and you're seeing that uh, the whole market is a little bit slowing down because of the, as you mentioned, the, the interest rate, uh, commercially and uh, residential. So how you see the market now? 
mean, it's funny. Like we we're coming out the other end of the hottest market in history, yeah. um, and a lot of our clients, a lot of my friends and family, at that time, were saying, "I, I want it to slow down." Um, I wish there was more inventory on the market so I'd have more choice. I wish prices were lower. Um, all of that's happened at this point. On average, in Hamilton, prices have come down about 90 grand since peak. Okay. Um, inventory has gone up significantly. Okay. You have choice. You have lower prices. Um, but the buyers aren't there. Um, you ever hear that quote from, from Warren Buffett? Be fearful when, when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Um, it's very hard to to operate that way in reality so yeah today the deals are there um the inventory's there the prices are a lot more attractive but there's a lot of fear in the market oh so they think um, that uh, the bubble is going to burst and everything is going to collapse i think that's probably what's going through a lot of people's heads I and mean, there's a lot going on in the world at this point you have war in ukraine you have inflation You have interest rates hmm. and uh, fear often paralyzes people. And that seems to be what's happening. So a few months ago where we would sell a house for, I sold one two months ago for 400 grand over the asking price. Um, 400. Homes oh. with 15 oh. offers. Yeah. Um, those days are gone. So for an investor, in my opinion, now's the time to go. Yeah. Now's not the time to be fearful. Now's, now's the time to buy rates are still relatively low like rates you hear a lot in the media about where interest rates are today where they're going rates or inflation's gone up faster than it has in the past couple decades but if you look at it objectively the interest rate today is still lower than it was pre-pandemic it's a pretty damn good time to be borrowing yeah and price especially with inflation significantly. Yeah. especially with inflation your money then nothing if you have cash you're screwed Yeah. So right I don't know my if, mentality. I, yeah. I always go, like I want my income to go up every single year by a significant amount. And then I want all that money to get plowed into some appreciating asset. Okay. And I look at, I'll look at real estate. I'll look at the stock market. Um, that's it. I just, I want deals. And mm. I think real estate's heading in the right direction i think as we move into the future there'll be a lot a lot more deals right now as you come off the highs of february seller expectations are still back in february um they need to come down and that's going to happen over time as I, th i think the media plays a big role in, in seller expectations as the media begins to cover what's happening in the real estate market people are going to understand that February prices aren't coming back and that they need to lower their expectations. Mm. At that point, there'll be a lot of deals in real estate. And I think in the stock market, if you have an understanding of how to value a company, um, there are a lot of deals there also. So you're saying that now we're in buyer market, not a seller market anymore? I think it's still a seller's market. It's still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so, funny, you, uh, like what is good and what is bad um, is based on, on comparison. So Makes sense, yeah. You have the seller today who could have sold their house for $100,000 more two months ago. 
That's terrible. They feel as though a hundred grand was just taken. Stolen. Yeah. Yeah. But let's go back a year. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what if I told you that by doing absolutely nothing other than living in your home, you'll get a 20% year over year return on the value of this house if you just live there for 12 months? Yes. Yeah. They Between like they win the lot. Yeah. Won the lottery, which they did. They won the lottery. They got the 20% bump and they got a hundred grand taken from their hands. I I have a duplex on Hamilton. Uh, I bought it on 19, end of 19. Yeah. For 550. Yeah. Last year I appraised it on 850. So 300 grand on two years. Okay. So it's more than even two. I'm sorry? Yeah. It's even so done more than 20%. Selling. I you're didn't sell selling? it. I just appraised it. I didn't sell it. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think it's in... Uh, where it is? Beside uh, Main Street. Not Main Street, I'm sorry. <sighs> I forgot the name of the area. Cor- uh, Corman area. Corka? Uh, yeah, it's like beside the... Um, anyway, uh, like uh, it's appreciated really well. I, I see that the, the gross on Hamilton, Oshawa, I have another one in Oshawa, Guelph too. Uh, the, all of this market is appreciated really well, especially between uh, 17, 18, and 19, and crazy on 20 and 21. So the appreciation yeah. was, as you mentioned, anyone is doing anything like this. Like, w- w- what is the comparison? What is the, what is the problem here? You're making uh, 20% yeah. a year. It's uh, it's like everyone uh, <laughs> if you bought and say 2018, you doubled your money. Yeah, yeah. So I said I have this conversation with myself in my head. It's like, ah, this hurts. Like everything I own is going down in value. Yeah. But I quickly check myself and say, come on, like you, you doubled up <laughs> yeah. in the last year. Like, so your problem now is high expectation of sellers, correct? Yeah, in in the realtor business and as an investor too. Yeah. But those expectations are going to come down. Um, yeah. Especially with, yeah. Uh, with the interest rates and less yeah. uh, offers and so on. Mm-hmm. The buyers just aren't there. Yeah. Sellers can keep their expectations up here all day long, but if they want to sell their house, yeah. they need yeah, to, to come them. down. Yeah. 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 Just takes time because it's a, it's a painful thing for them. Yeah. The other question I always love to ask people is about mentor and mentorship. Do you have a mentor right now? Or did you have a mentor uh, like help you on, on your career on multifamily? Or you just focus on your career as a realtor and you're going with scaling your portfolio step by step? Uh, yeah, I, I do have a mentor. I think like we were talking about the books earlier and yeah. the R&D, the ripoff and duplicate. Step one is to pick up a book and read it. Um, We can make the excuse that we don't have someone to hold our hands through a process, but no, it's to our benefit to pick up a book and read it. That's what I did. And then I somehow got very lucky and attracted this mentor into my life. His name is Sandy McKay. He he runs uh, Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. So he's- Hmm. His name is Sandy McKay? Uh, Sandy McKay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he's got 250 apartments. He's mm. 
owns a brokerage, owns a big real estate team, owns a property management company. So I have a, everything I have is the house. Yeah. <laughs> had the opportunity to hang out with him for a few years straight. He, it was him and this other man by the name of Adrian Pinozo, um, who owns even more, more real estate than that. And I just watched them, observed them, asked some questions. Um, that's, that's how it all unfolded. It was not paid uh, coaching. It was just a regular relationship with an actual mentor is helping uh, when you need, not an actual paid I mean, coaching. You know, I guess you could say that. Like, so they, they owned the real estate team I worked for at that time. Oh, okay. Um, so every time I sold a house, they would make money. So, yeah, I think I, in my first year of working with them, I probably made them 350 grand just through selling houses. Um, yeah. I think that it's a very important thing. You can't expect someone to help you if you're not adding value to them. 100%. But if I guarantee you, if you show up and find a way to make your mentor 350 grand, it's going to open their eyes and get their attention. They're going to pour yeah. into you in a big way. Yes, yeah, it's, it's two ways. It's two way. It's not just one way you're yeah. taking and you're not. Uh, yeah. He sees yeah. something in your progress and that's why he's helping. Because you're mm. it's beneficial for both of you. Yeah. Like if I want if I want you to mentor me, um I should find a way to add a ton of value to your life. 100%. If I could find a way to make you five hundred grand this year, I'm sure you'd make time for me and teach me everything you know. I think too often people like myself expect you to give your time um without giving you something in return. 100%. Life doesn't work that way. Yeah, 100%. So uh, how the people can reach you on, on, on social media and, and follow your success? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Um, easiest way to reach me is by email. It's mike at mckay, M-I-C-K-A-Y, realtynetwork.com. Great. Thanks a lot for your time today. And we're really happy to have you here today with us and hope we can bring you in again to the show. For sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.